You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Serve God with gladness is the title of this devotion. Serve God. Live. Live in the joy of the Lord. It will be your strength, as Nehemiah would say. Or as David would say in Psalm 16, in your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, at your right hand, of pleasures forevermore. Serve the Lord. Serve God with gladness. Start in Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing. This is Psalm 95, verse 1. To the Lord. Give a joyous shout in honor of the rock of our salvation. Come before him with thankful hearts. Let us sing him psalms of praise. For the Lord is a great God, the great King of all gods. He controls the formation of the depths of the earth and the mighty mountains, all are his. He made the sea and formed the land. They too are his. Come, kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. We are his sheep and he is our shepherd. Oh, that you would hear him calling you today. Come to him. Come to the Lord. Come to him with singing. I will bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his soul. You know, you could just begin singing. Here in Psalm 100, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It's He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture, and enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Serve the Lord with gladness. I want to intercede with you today. Let that become a part of your servitude to the Lord. No, I live to serve God. Why are you stay positive? Why are you so happy with all you're going through? Because that the Lord deserves my gratitude. The Lord deserves my praise of serving Him with gladness. He deserves me to have a heart of thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, This is the will concerning you. This is the will of God concerning you, that you are thankful. I believe it is so important, dear friends, that we know how we serve. Anybody who has a good restaurant or a good shop want the people that work there to serve the clientele, to have a positive disposition that the people feel encouraged to want to shop there or want to eat there or so forth, whatever the the shop is providing. I find this so important that the way we serve God shows a spirit of gratitude and a spirit of thankfulness. 
you see, the Lord says to his people right from the beginning in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, starting at verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. And I know that is a fierce confrontation sometimes with the behaviors that we may be completely justify being the victims of our circumstances and saying, my, my, my Pastor Robert, and you may say, well, Pastor Robert, don't you have sympathy for people whose hearts are broken and are wounded and are crushed? Oh, 100%. You mean when somebody has been wounded by the circumstances and they weep about it, that that's not wrong? No, of course not. It's unhealthy not to show emotions in times of trial. But folks, I'm talking about that the whole way that you live every day is not to be taken over by that. But that despite those circumstances, people can look at you and see the tears in your eyes and the brokenness of your heart and have sympathy for the sorrow you are facing. And yet through that, there's a smile in your heart. Job and all the horrors of that he suffered and all the pain of his 10 children having died in one moment and all of his business and all of his servants being destroyed and his wife turned against him and his body's terribly sick. He said, I smiled at somebody and it encouraged him. It says it in the book of Job. You can just Google it, find it. I smiled by Job and you'll find it. You see, Job, in the midst of all of that, still had a heart to serve God, despite the, the tragedies and the troubles that he faced. I find that often what helps you breathe a bit. I know all these pains. I don't understand it all. But thank God, my father loves me. My father's with me. That is what I'm talking about. You don't have to say it with some whatever, but it, you say it with a true sense of heart. You see, friends, when we give ourselves over to the negativisms of this life, it would tear us down into a horrible pit where we can be destroyed and we can be completely consumed. And it is so important that we don't allow ourselves to be taken over, but that in the middle of all these things, we can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continuously upon my lips. My soul, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Like that Psalm 34, like Job, when he had shaved his head in a sign of absolute sorrow and pain, of having no more dignity left, having lost his children, having lost all his business, having lost everything and tore his robe saying, you know, I've lost everything, I've got nothing to give. And yet, he worshiped God. It says it in Job chapter 1, he worshiped God. He worshiped God. 
He served the Lord with that kind of gladness. Gladness does not mean exuberant laughing. That's only a little part of it. Gladness means there's still a ray of comfort and hope in your heart that your Heavenly Father has never left you, that your Heavenly Father is carrying you through the tragedy and the trial and the hardship, and that He is still faithful and true to you. You see, complaining becomes characteristics to those who refuse to serve the Lord with gladness. And complaining is one of the five sins that Israel committed in the wilderness, wherefore that wilderness was able to consume them when they were supposed to rule over it, to reign of it, reign over it as they crossed it into the promised land. This life in this world is like a wilderness. The world in itself doesn't have the spirit life to satisfy us because it's supposed to be subject to us. The earth is to be subject to man, not man to the earth. But sin often makes us subject to the things of this life. And thereby we become cantankerous in our nature, complaining. Why? Because it doesn't have what we really need. And that is spiritual enlightenment, spiritual liberation, spiritual revival, lifting, renewing. And that can only come from our communion with the Father. And that spirit of life is so to, to fill our mortal bodies that everything around us comes alive. But when you do not receive your fulfillment and satisfaction from your union with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, there comes a nature about you called complaining. And it is one of the dark shadows of sin that tries to come over your life and consume you. And Israel was having to learn that lesson for you and me the hard way. It says in Numbers chapter 21, Okay, starting at verse 4. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way, and they spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We've sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and it shall be to everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. And Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Okay, now this is a phenomenal lesson that the Lord gives us. That when we live according to that lower nature of sin and allow the darkness of its nature to overshadow us and we become negative, cantankerous, complaining, low, heavy, 
whatever word you want to give it, but it's complaining. Its nature is complaining, negative. That's the nature, part of one of the great characteristics of sin. Lusting is another one and so forth. And you read that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10. And if you allow that to take over your soul, it's like you're inviting poison to come and bite you. You're inviting something to just bite you and make your life so mean and cruel. And then when the people were bitten because they yielded to that lower nature of complaining, all they could do is look up and see that brass serpent that Moses made on the pole and the poison could not kill them. And that represented Jesus on the cross you read in the New Testament in John chapter 3. That represented Jesus on the cross who bore the punishment for us. Friends, without that looking to the cross where Jesus bore the punishment of that inward nature of complaining. And often that complaining is so messed up and confused in us. Oh, a man can say, oh, my wife doesn't give me due affection. My wife doesn't desire me. My wife doesn't make me happy. My wife doesn't cook for me. My wife doesn't do this for me. My wife doesn't do that for me. And they're trying to find their fulfillment completely in their wife. Or my husband never does that. My husband, and they're complaining. The lower nature. And friends, once you give over to that lower nature and the complaining, blaming is a part of complaining. And you get to a point where the enemy can so poison you that if you do not look to Jesus, you'll not know how to get out of it. But Jesus bore the punishment of that sinful nature so that you can be liberated from the forces of it that try to destroy you and destroy your home and destroy your marriage and destroy your family and destroy everything about you. And friends, it's so hard to come out of it if you don't look to Jesus because it's always her fault, it's always his fault, it's always their fault. You never see that the root of the issue is your own heart is not satisfied in your communion with the Father. And maybe you say, well, I prayed and I didn't feel a thing. I went to church and nothing changed. I know that you could say that, but that's not fair. That's not fair. And you know it. And without going too much into that, I want to just close with this thought. If you ever kind of have that deep feeling inside of you of despair, of unhappiness, of unfulfillment, Look to Jesus and say, Lord, you're more than enough for me. Your love is better than life itself. And my lips will praise you, Psalm 63. And I know that you are the source of my satisfaction and fulfillment. For you are the Lord, my shepherd, I shall not want. You satisfy me with marrow, fatness, with the riches of things. Read in Psalm 63. You fulfill my inner man with the blood of your love with the spirit of your life, with the beauty of your holiness. I worship you and you lift your hands and begin to worship and the Holy Spirit comes. And he comes, he will come. And I know that that 
that that deep root of dissatisfaction in the nature of sin in you can be ferocious and it will not always be quieted quickly. But if you keep on coming to Christ and keep looking to Him, I tell you the truth, the moment will come that your soul will rejoice in the Lord and all that is within you again, I'll say you will rejoice and He will guard your heart and mind by His perfect peace and you'll begin to feed upon His goodness and mercy and be satisfied from above and live. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 14, a good man is satisfied from above with holy thoughts and holy impulses that his heart gives, he will rejoice and say, all the good I have comes from you, Lord. You give me all that I need. I'm completing you. And it's amazing, friends. Listen up. When you find your completeness and fulfillment in him, he begins to give what is impossible. He begins to work and do what you could not achieve by complaining. It is the right side up. The wrong side up is trying to get what you want by complaining, manipulating, control, and making other people feel guilty to get what you want. That is the sin way, and it is evil and wrong, and it needs repentance, turning away from it, and it needs remorse and lamenting, according to, to James chapter 4, and saying, Lord, I repent of this. Lord, never again do I want to be controlled by this lower nature of complaining, manipulating, and conniving to get what I want. I repent of it. I don't want to serve this lower nature of sin. I want to serve your loving nature of goodness that I see in Jesus. And I tell you the truth, Jesus is ready and waiting to liberate you by His indwelling life and His beautiful Holy Spirit. Read 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. Amen. Have a good day.